This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Zacchino and Scully with you in studio. TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, TSN.ca, and of course, TSN 2 as we are simulcasting on television. Why? It's a Monday after a major, and there's nothing much bigger than a Monday after a Masters. The only thing bigger than a Monday after the Masters is a Monday heading into right. a Masters. Right. Uh, anticipation versus wrap-up. Uh, Weeks he going to swing by and join us. Actually, uh, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to Bob uh, quickly. He's heading uh, home, coming back to the T-Dot. Adam and I have been on the air for seven days straight, um, sleeping under the desks, finding places to wow. grab 20 hour, twenty minute naps, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun week, Adam. It was great doing the wrap-up with you. That was a highlight because you and I didn't know we were going to do that together up until almost right up until a couple days before the, the event started, so that was fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, Jay Monahan with a huge exhale as John Rahm ends up uh, winning in a bit of a parade. Before we get to it, because it's going to be all Masters for the next two hours, we're going to get into Rom's victory, the contenders, the surprises, the disappointments, uh, our winners, we're in what of the week. Where do we go for here? Projecting to the PGA Championship. I mean, Tiger, there's so much to break down. Before we get to it, just a general feeling for you uh, of the week. The first thing that comes to mind, because for me... For another year where the Masters, for me, is a bit of a letdown. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, uh, it was great to be back with you. We've seen a lot of each other for the last seven days. Well, with my travel schedule, we've seen more of each other the last seven days than we have the last six months. That's right. No, seriously, you're right about that. And, you know, Masters Primetime, we got to host that together. That actually aired here on TSN2 up until right now. So people could have watched us on a loop from... 1 a.m. onwards if they just wanted to see us over and over yes. and over and over. Yes. Anyway, but we're back here on TSN2. Pump for the next two hours. My general thought back for the Masters, I mean, it was, I'm glad they got it done. Yes. When watching, on a Sunday night. On a Sunday night because watching that on Saturday when it was coming down and they probably should have been called off maybe a little earlier. Um, I don't know, actually. It, it, was, it, was, it was a great week. It, it's a great it, week because it's Augusta. Yeah, it was, I would say, surprise. That's the one word I'm going to Surprise. Uh, before we get to news and headlines, because we got to jump into it, because we just got too much and we can't afford to run late today, which is my expertise in radio. On time for TV, late in radio. That's my move. Because um, I'm maybe a little long-winded. Uh, you? Never. No. I'll ask you a question. At okay. the end of this year, when we rank our majors, right now, seeing what you've just seen, Last year, you had the Masters last, as did I. With the exception of the Tiger year, which was 2019, in the last five years, we've really had the Masters three and four collectively. That's been the theme lately, which is not the general theme across the last several decades. Mm -hmm. Seeing what you just saw transpire, if I had to ask you right now, November, we're having this conversation. Where do you think that Masters? Probably in the same spot, three or four. Um, I really believe that, and... 
it was a lot of drama for sure. But then when Brooks Kepka faltered, John Rahm surged, and that was the difference. But to get to my earlier point, surprise, just very quickly, the surprise of Rory McIlroy missing oh, yes. that. The surprise of the live tour players yeah. playing as well as they did. That was a huge thing. You know, obviously, you know, Justin Thomas missing the cut. Canadians didn't have a great week overall. There's a lot of surprises past week. We're going to do it next two hours. You, you just teed it up right there. Those are the storylines. Let's hit it with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. John Rahm becomes the fourth Spaniard to don the green jacket. It's his second major. He vaults to number one in the world. He vaults to number one in the FedEx Cup points list, and we're going to get into the narrative. But, Adam, I said to you last night on the wrap-up show, for the first time in my life, maybe with the exception of Bubba Watson, in one of the years that Bubba Watson won, he just dismantled the par fives, taking ridiculous lines off the tee. I don't know if you recall. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2014. With the exception of 2014, this was a different version. That was an overpowering of Augusta turning the par fives into driver or flip wedge. For the first time in my life, I saw strokes gained off the tee dominate Augusta National. 7,500 yards. A longer 13th. A longer 11th. A slow, sluggish golf course in a cold win. This is a golf course playing over 8,000 yards playing yardage. I did air quotations for those of you listening on TSN 1050. I forgot we're listening and on television. Both. So playing number of over 8,000 yards. John Rahm, to me, first in strokes gained off the tee. Dominant with the driver, especially on Sunday. You could really see how dominant he was off the tee. Do you need a larger sample size? Do you need to see this golf course run firm and fast, which we hopefully will get next year? Or are you ready to suggest that Augusta has gotten to be such a big ballpark that a new dawn has arrived and throw out strokes gained approach for the last 20 years? It's now strokes gained off the team. No, I, I really need to see this more and more because the course played so different than it generally would in terms of the temperature, in terms of how soft the fairways were, too. It was a lot of carry distance and not really getting much roll. And I know we'll get into the 13th hole a little later because you could say what you want to say about the 13th hole and the changes that they made. But for John Rahm, you know, he was 28th in strokes gained off the tee heading into the week, which is the weakest of his strokes gained categories, which is pretty strong given the three victories on the season so far. But the, the confidence he had... Hitting draw off nine, hitting the draw on the 13th hole where he predominantly hits that bleeder shot, that left to right shot. John Rahm, driver, really did win him this tournament. The reason we didn't have him. Yeah, that was. None of us had him. Was because how poorly he drove the golf ball coming into Augusta. Yeah, and for a guy who already had three wins on the year, like this is a guy when our radio schedule really picked up again. It was how many majors is this guy going to win? And then he sort of teetered off. He had the, the weird WD at the Players' Championship, didn't have his best stuff at the WGC Dell Technologies match play, and we are sort of saying, like, well, maybe not really this week, but for a guy who already had four top tens and six starts at the Masters, maybe we should have thought about John Rahm. Well, it's his fourth win this season, yeah. and actually his fourth win calendar year, because all four wins have come calendar year of mm-hmm. PGA Tour season, when he won his third. I put the over-under at five and a half. We went around the table. We all like over. We all liked him at six mm-hmm. or more, and that was when he was sitting on three. Yep. We're not even in May yet. He's at four. Are we potentially heading towards 
a Tiger-esque, Vijay Singh-like year of we're going to see eight, nine, dare I say, more victories and finally get that year because we haven't had it yet. Scheffler, close last year. We had a large bucket of multiple winners last year, and Scheffler was the only one to get the four, but we had guys at three. We had a bunch of guys at two. It's been years since we've had that this guy lapped the field year. I'm and the the reason I hesitate on saying clear cut yes, I still believe that Scotty Sche- if Scotty Scheffler uh, left his blindfold at home at the putting greens uh, on the putting greens this week, he's winning. He's going to win. I still think Scheffler's going to have a large bucket of victories as well. Maybe we get a year like Spieth Day where they both break away from the pack and leave them in the dust, and maybe they're both sitting on 6-7 victory. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm still putting his over-under over that 5.5 number, but because the parity of the game, because of the yo-yo going back and forth for world number one, John Rahm has it right now. Scotty Scheffler had it for a bit. Rory McIlroy's had it for a bit. I, I still think both of those players will still get back to that number one position, given the strength of field at the top of the game. And you mentioned John Rom four wins in the calendar year already, the third player since 1960 to get that done, joining Arnold Palmer and Scotty Scheffler last year. But this time last year, we were talking about Scotty Scheffler getting 10 wins. And what do you do the rest of 2022? Nada. No more wins for the rest of the year. I don't Scottie see that Scheffler. happening. I, I don't see that happening either. I don't really see... A letdown happening for John Rom, especially because, hey, we're going to see him again this week because it is a designated event on the or PGA. Right back into it. Which you'll be covering as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading for PGA Tour Live this week. I, no no rest for me. Next oh. week, I'm going to take a week off. There we'll get go. to that We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get that I want a full later. recap. Well, it's coming with that one. Um, but you're right, Adam. It doesn't slow down this week. And then we're going to get into a bit of a lull yeah. before we get to the PGA Championship. Obviously, PGA Tour will still be going, but you're going to – you're going to lose those designated fields. You're going to lose those marquee events until we get to the PGA. You might see some players pop up in Texas the week yeah. before. I'll be there for the Charles Schwab. Uh, a lot of the Texans, you know, want to play totally. uh, that. Um, okay. So, Rom, we've got him at four. Scheffler's at two. I think these, at the end of the year, because... Rom's already too clear of Scheffler. I'll still say likely Rom ends with more victories than Scotty. Likely because he's he's got four now. Scotty's technically got two. Yeah. But I think at the end of the at the end of the year, Scheffler closes the gap to one. And if if Rom ends up with six, Scheffler's at five. If Rom ends up with seven, Scheffler's at six. Do you, do you buy into that narrative that it's going to be a two horse race? We're getting into Rory later. Oh yeah. But like. We're right back where we started with Rory. Bob Rotella. Are we ever? How many, how many sports psychologists do we need? Or is this an isolated event for Rory, Adam? Is this Rory McIlroy just can't get through Augusta, and for the remainder of the year, he'll return back to the Rory who can dominate the CJ Cup? Yeah, I mean, for Rory, Mac, I mean, I know we're going to take a deep dive into We'll do it later. Rory I'm just is, curious but... if you think it's more of a one-off. Because I don't think he'll ever but be able to psychologically. I, I, I think do it. it is too, but he also missed the cut at the Players' Championship. That's what I'm saying. But then he makes this adjustment. He has 19 putts in a practice round at Augusta National. You're like, oh my God, this is happening. I mean, but for Scotty Scheffler, I think he's a minuscule little adjustment away on the greens from winning everything. From winning again. last week by five. I agreed. Totally. Because I he agree. was either last or near the bottom of the field in strokes gained putting all week. 
And even in the final round, he made a bit of a push, and he still missed six footers on, what, six and seven, too. He should have been in the last group on Sunday yeah. going toe-to-toe and likely winning this golf tournament based on ball striking. And that's not a shot against John Rom because John Rom played uh, incredibly well. Uh, to me, it was coming down to the two of them. We're going to get into Kepka later. You just can't miss that many greens on the weekend. Okay, John Rom. Uh, closing thought on Rom as we will bring in Weeksy next. We're going to continue uh, the conversation. Obviously, Masters for the next two hours. Uh, John Rom for me, with the exception of his dominance with the driver this week, which again in these conditions at Augusta, wow. His poise for me, was what surprised me the most. We had this conversation last night on a wrap-up show. He's fiery. We all know that. And sometimes he takes heat for how passionate he is of fiery. And I've always liked to say, I, I buy into the Nick Price narrative. Everybody used to say how Nick Price did everything quick. You know, he walked quick. He's, he's swung quick. But when you're around Nick Price, who, by the way, one of the nicest human beings on the planet, Nick Price, he's, a, he's like me. He's a fast talker. He moves quick. He's a, he's, he uses his hands. Um... And to change your personality inside the ropes on the golf course, it's hard to do. You've got to, you've got to play golf with the same personality in a, in a sense that's your comfort zone that you bring, i.e. Fred Couples. If you're around Fred Couples, Fred Couples is Joe Cool all the time. He's always sauntering. He always looks relaxed. He always looks chill. And then you see him on the golf course, and what's he? You've got to play your personality. So for me... I was never too upset with seeing John Rahm get as fiery as, and as passionate as he gets, mm-hmm. even though sometimes it would backfire on him. I was shocked at the poise. Did we see fist pumps? Yes. Did we see some emotion? Yes. I thought he, for, for, in John Rahm terms, I thought he was stoic for the weekend. Yeah, and I have to give credit to caddy Adam Hayes for that, too, who said commit to every shot. And he said there were some shots during the third round that he just didn't commit to fully, and that's where some shots got a little wayward. And this goes back to the 2021 PGA Championship where John Rahm said he wanted to change the way he looked for at the time it was his first child because, you know, this is a guy we, we saw, you know, lose it and have meltdowns, and his temper really got the best of him. But now he's a different guy. He's a little older. And now he has two kids, and he doesn't want to see his kids watch their dad on TV have absolute meltdowns every once in a while. So, I mean, good for him to totally change his persona, adjust who he is, and now forever we can call him the Masters champion. Yeah, he has a dinner date uh, first Tuesday of every month for the rest of his life, uh, which is pretty cool. That is a special way to be a champion. And uh, who knows, uh, depending on how the future of this golf course unfolds, adjustments, Potential ball rule changes, which we didn't even get into this week. But I like your saying, forget roll back the golf ball. Let's just play it in cold weather. We just move, move Augusta to January every year. You don't have to worry about the ball rollback. Um, maybe Rom needs to be on our radar, radar now moving forward in the next decade every year at Augusta. The way Seve was. Mm-hmm. You know, he only won the two, but, I mean, he he was on the radar all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, on the 40th anniversary of his 1983 Green Jacket win, and on what on a day that would have been his 66th birthday, also on an Easter Sunday that Sergio Garcia won in 2017, John Rom becomes the fourth Spaniard to get it done. On the other side, we'll bring in Weeks, who is uh, making his way home from Augusta National. Bob on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods, designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is Zakino. It is Scully. We are wrapping up the year's first men's major Monday after the Masters. John Rahm, your champion, a four-shot win over Mickelson and Kepka. We're going to get to Mickelson, Kepka, and Spieth on the other side. We'll get into the Canadian story, the 13th hole, Tiger Woods. So much to break down. I mean, we came into Augusta with more storylines and more anticipation possibly than any other Masters, and we come out with as many storylines, if not more so. Now joining us on the phone, making his way home, part of our Masters coverage. He was uh, down at Augusta with uh, Graham and James for the entire week. Weeksy joins us now. Bob, are you exhausted? Uh, it's been a good week. Not too tired, I guess. Just uh, just uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit exhausted. Not exhausted. I'm just kind of decompressing. Let's put it that way. All right, Bob, last night... Uh, for those who are listening, um, you know, Bob and I don't have a chance to connect before we do our hits and we package together our master's wrap-up show. So Bob doesn't know where I'm going, and I don't necessarily know where Bob's going. And Bob, yesterday, you and I both highlighted John Rahm's rope draw off the 13th hole Earlier in the morning with Lindsay, I, I suggested this might even be the TSN turning point of the broadcast. In my opinion, it ended up being what happened on 12. But we both highlighted the quality of his driving of the golf ball, including the draw on 13, which is not his natural shot shape. We were both blown away from it. I asked Adam off the top of today's show, have we entered a new era with this version of Augusta National being such a large ballpark where strokes gained off the tee are now going to take a prominent position moving forward or do you need to see a larger sample size in dry firm condition yeah i was just going to say that last part it very well may be um mckenzie hughes said he just thinks it's now a driver's paradise out there more so than it's ever been and i kind of stood by that to a certain extent but it is 7500 yards it was probably playing closer to 8000 with how wet the fairways were and there was very little roll so I'd like to see another one in sort of dry, drier and faster conditions to see if that is. Uh, but, but going back to your, you know, your point about uh, John Rahm and the 13th hole, I mean, that drive, I, when, when I saw that, I, I had to look back and say, did he just hit a three-wood? Like, how did he hit that around the corner? Because as you said, he doesn't have that shape. But overall, um, overall, the golf course played as long and I guess as difficult as I've seen it play in a long, long time. Yeah, especially with all the changing weather conditions, too. It was a wild, bizarre week, really, at Augusta National. And speaking of bizarre, one of the major reasons it was bizarre was you look at the top of the leaderboard, not the guy who won, but one of the guys who came tied for second, Phil Mickelson. Phil the Thrill. Bob, I mean, live aside, just how impressive was that final round? Because to me, that was one of the most remarkable achievements we've seen in recent golf history. 
Well, it's uh, it was the round of the week for sure, and I think there's a n- number of reasons why. I mean, let alone just the score on a Sunday <laughs> at Augusta National is the starting point. Then you look at the guy who did it uh, in Phil Mickelson, who's been absolutely nowhere for the last year or so, and even on Live Tour, he's not cracking any uh, any top leaderboards. He's I think getting down in the 40s out of 48 players, hasn't got a single point yet registered this year. And for him to come and put that round together, and, and for a while looking like, boy, he might even contend, um, then you put add in the fact that he's 52, and it just is just bizarre to see him put that number up. I, I thought it was the round of the week. The, I, I find it so interesting, Bob, because I don't think this narrative or this story can happen anywhere else other than Augusta. I think this is the largest horses for courses play of the year. The reason why Tiger can make a cut on one leg, the reason why Phil Mickelson can do what he can do is you either know how to play Augusta or you don't. You learn it over the years, and the more often you're there, i.e. Fred Couples, you become genius level. And these guys are genius level Augusta National. And if this was a U.S. Open conversation, I don't think we'd be, be having that conversation. Bob, do you agree in that? And I guess part two to this question is, even though if you agree to that narrative that I'm you know, suggesting that Augusta is a, a unique place, aside from John Rahm, is Live Golf the big winner this week? Well, to the first part of your question, 100%. I mean, this is like a guy playing at his home course. He knows everything that's going on. Phil Nichols has played 114 rounds, competitive rounds at that tournament. So he knows where all the breaks are. He knows where the, the misses are and where you can't miss. And I think, I think from that standpoint, you know, he's not the only one, obviously, but you can tell when a putt's going to break two inches to the right, as opposed to a guy like, uh, you know, uh, Adam Svensson, who was playing his first uh, masters out there. So for sure. And to the live guys, I think the live guys, I don't know if you'd say they won the day, but I think what they did was show that um, these guys can still play. We, we didn't know what the status of their games were going to be like coming in. Those three guys certainly proved it, that they're still very, very competitive. All three of those guys are great players with great records, major championship winners. Um, so perhaps we shouldn't have been so surprised, but I think there was just no body of evidence on which to gauge it. Now we've got that. When we go to the PGA Championship, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to play like that. But certainly, I think Greg Norman is smiling somewhere wherever he is today. And speaking of the PGA Championship, Jordan Spieth will have a chance to complete the career Grand Slam at Oak Hill in about five weeks from now. And this was another, you know, aside from a very slow start by Jordan Spieth, he really made his way into the tournament near the top of the leaderboard. What was your impression of Jordan Spieth throughout the week, Bob? You know, again, sort of like we were talking before, I think this is a guy who loves this golf course, who can play it and, and know, as in a short span compared to the other guys, knows the golf course very well. Uh, nice to see him putting some good rounds. He's been sort of trending a little bit. I think if you look at some of the stat, strokes gain numbers over the while, uh, his strengths are, are getting stronger. He's never going to be a guy who's going to be like John Rahm, who played uh, very solidly throughout the bag. But I think what he does well is, is he gets the ball in the hole somehow. And, and I think it's good to see him. And now he's going to have to answer all the questions that Rory McIlroy was answering all here last week to see if he can close it off in a month when we get to Oak Hill. Uh, Bob, if, uh, you know, Jordan was on my Masters team. And if we were picking our PGA Championship picks this week, Jordan would be on my team. Based on what we saw, he, the shifts after goals were killing him. Adam loves that analogy. He would make a birdie. He made a bunch of birdies. He led the field in birdies for most of the week, Bob. He just keeps giving back the bad mistake. And you know as well as I do, these players, 
would rather be in a position where it's tightening up their game to eliminate mistakes versus 18 pars. Like, 18 pars to these guys feel lost in the wilderness. And, you know, if if they're bo- if, if the two pros are going to go out and shoot 72, and one shoots 18 pars, the other one has nine birdies and nine bogeys, most PGA Tour pros will tell you that the guy that made nine birdies is probably closer than the guy that made 18 pars. And I kind of feel like that's where we are with Jordan Spieth. I can't believe how late we're running already, Bob. I have to ask you this question before we go. We didn't even get to the Canadians. That's a good thing, though, because you and I are going to be doing with Adam Golf Talk Canada Television, a 60-minute Masters wrap-up show this week, so you and I can we can get to the Canadian story there and talk disappointment and where Team Canada goes from here. But I have to ask you this because I'm going to ask Adam this an hour or two. Will Tiger Woods play the PGA Championship. I don't believe he will. I think we might see him. I believe we'll see him in Los Angeles. A hot L.A. in June, maybe. I don't think we see him in Rochester. Where are you with Tiger? Uh, I would tend to lean in that direction as well from what I saw from him here. I mean, you can make the analogy that, that you know Tiger Woods coming out party back in 1997 took place at the Masters, and I think what we're seeing now is the start of the final act here. And it happened again this time. Now was plantar fasciitis, which which is super painful. So obviously hobbling around in there, but the weather was miserable. Everything was kind of miserable about those days that he played. And I just think you're right. I mean, he took a, took one of the majors off last year. I think he might do it again this year. We'll see. Um, I just I'm I'm not uh, optimistic about the future of Tiger Woods at this point. Now, Bob, before we let you go, my most important question to you, I saw on your social media last night, you took down 13 egg salad sandwiches. So my question to you is, do you're flying home today, is an egg salad sandwich going to be in your repertoire as you wait to fly home? No, I think I've, uh, I think I've passed that. And I got to say that I would have, <laughs> literally and figuratively, uh, I think the, um, I think the, my, my total would have been higher except they launched a new sandwich Ooh. this year. It was a Ooh. chicken salad on a honey wheat bread. Oh, so I had yeah. two of those. So that kind of took things away. And then James Duffy and I, who never eat, do this, but we both had hot dogs on a couple of days. No so. way. Oh, my Lord. The so, tube steak and then a curveball yeah. with a chicken salad. Who saw this coming? I know. I know. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I still managed to get to my record of 13. Okay. So. Controversy in Augusta, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, exactly. safe travels. I will see you tomorrow. Okay. We'll see you for TV, okay? Sounds great, guys. Have a good day. Bye All bye. right, Weeksy making his way home from Augusta. On the other side, we will break down Kepka, Mickelson, Spieth. Where do they go from here? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is Zakino. It is Scully. We were going to talk Kepka, Mickelson, Spieth. We will, but we got long-winded. Really? We? Hold on. We didn't hear from John Rahm, our champion. Right. We should hear from John Rahm, yeah. our champion, before we turn the page. He is the man to celebrate today. So before we get to the contenders and the other stories, let's hear from our Masters champion, John Rahm. Hard to put it into words. Uh, obviously, we all dream of things like this as players, and you try to visualize what it's going to be like and, and what it's going to feel like. And uh, 
When I hit that third shot on the green, and I could tell it was it was close by the crowd's reaction, uh, just the wave of emotion of so many things just overtook me. Uh, never thought I was going to cry by winning a golf tournament, but I got very close on on that 18th hole. Um, and a lot of it because of, of what it means to me and, and to Spanish golf, right? It's, it's Spain's 10th major, fourth player to win the Masters, fourth. And uh, my second win, right, my second major win, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and to play the way I did today on, on Sunday, uh, only one bogey, you know, on difficult conditions and coming in with a margin of hard to explain. You know, a lot, a lot of pride, and I'm really proud of myself from what I did. Um, and still really hasn't sinked in yet. I'm looking at this course and I'm still thinking I have a couple more holes left to, to win. And uh, can't really say anything else. You know, this one was for Seve. I know he, he was up there helping and help he did. Very emotional, Rom. Uh, this one's for Seve. I mean, the Spaniards really hold the Masters in high regard because of their lineage and their history there with old Fabo, Seve, and of course Garcia eventually, finally in 2017. And I just have a feeling that this is not going to be John Rom's only green jacket. You just mm -hmm. kind of get that feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, Brooks Kepka because 65, 67, ball striking machine was hitting a ridiculous amount of greens in regulation. Uh, Previous week, he was in Orlando, became the first player to ever win twice on the Live Golf Series at Orange County National. Not a golf course you would think is a tune-up for Augusta, you know. Um, the jokes will start about fatigue after, you know, having to play more than 54 holes. I do think there is something there, though, uh, not being not being sarcastic. I do think it's been since uh, June, of, June 19th of 2022, the last time he was playing in a packed pressure event, pressure-packed event over 72 holes. That was the U.S. Open. And you know, playing tournament golf at that level, Adam, it, I mean, if you don't do it, uh, it does become exhausting. It does become harder to do if you haven't done it in a while. I do think there's a factor for Kepka there involved. But at the end of the day, for me, he hit 53% of his greens in regulation across his last 36 holes. Seven greens in the third round. Seven greens is horrific. And in the final round, strokes gained around the green when he missed, couldn't get up and down. His scrambling went downhill. The chunk on 12 mm -hmm. and the two-putt for Rom was a TSN turning point for me. What were you, Before we hear from Kepka, your impressions? Well, he went from looking like the guy who was going to win in a parade, really, the same guy. You think back to the 2019 PGA Championship, a month after Tiger won the Masters. Brooks Kepka was playing with Tiger and Francesco Molinari. He got off to this great start. He was up by seven shots, and then he sort of went into robot mode and went on to win. And that's what the Kepka, that was the Kepka of old through the first two rounds, or three days, really. You could really call it in terms of where the rounds went. And, and then his his putter sort of went off the cliff and his ball striking went off the cliff. And now Brooks Kepka has something in common with someone uh, who was very, I guess, close with him now. You could say there's only two players in major championship history who have been 12 under par through 36 holes and haven't won. Brooks Kepka and Greg Norman. Dude, this was coming. How about the irony there? I mean, you say what you will, but for Brooks Kepka, jokes aside, it is awesome to see him contend and be where he is because he is something different in the game of golf. He is abrasive. He's cocky. 
but he knows how good he is, and now he is back and healthy. I say look out for Brooks Kapka in that majors this season. I really do. I think it all comes down to him. The one thing we learned about Live Golf this week is it comes down to the individual. Yeah. And who are the two Live guys that really made a noise? Made noise this week, Kepka and Mickelson. And who are the two Live guys that are dying to still be relevant? Those two guys. Mm-hmm. If you're at home with your feet up, eating cheesies, cashing your check. You ain't going to compete. Cam Smith even said, I put the clubs down. I did nothing this offseason. Kepka and Mickelson have been grinding to get here. It comes down to the individual because the series itself does not give you the opportunity to stay sharp, to be in the Boilermaker. Yep. But if you, the individual, put the hours in off the course, you can still be relevant. I think that's what we learned this week. Let's hear from Brooks Kepka. Yeah, obviously it's it's super disappointing, right? Um, didn't play didn't play good enough to win. Um, hit some shots where I also didn't feel like I got some good breaks. I mean, for that ball to sit there on nine, um, on four and six, hit some good shots. He just ended up in some terrible spots um, where it was quite difficult. And then uh, you know twelve. It was it was just kind of interesting. John hit nine and I hit wedge over the green. So, uh, and then fourteen, I felt like I just had to make a run for it. So, um, didn't feel like I did too much wrong. But it, uh, that's how golf goes sometimes. Uh, he's got good perspective on it. Um, I think to your point, he'll bounce back. Uh, he needs to clean up the ball striking, especially when we get to the weekend. So we will see. Now, Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest player to top five ever. It's a second place finish on a day where there was only six rounds in the sixties. He puts up 65, his best final round ever, considering this was a guy that came home that one year in, what, 30 or 31 to win the green jacket, and this is his greatest Sunday charge at Augusta. And I think in comparison to the way the course was playing, that year everybody was going low. This year, I mean, guys are out there just imploding. He shoots 65. Let's hear from Phil Mickelson. I feel like um, it was... It was evident to me that I was hitting a lot of good shots, that I was playing well. I wasn't getting the score out of it. Today was a great day for me to stay present and uh, just keep hitting good shots. Even after I, I might have uh, had a, a mess up here or there, I was able to stay present and keep hitting good shots. And, and I'm hopeful that this kind of catapults me into playing the rest of the year the way I believe I'm playing. I really worked hard in the offseason to get ready. I've been shooting some really low scores at home. and. Uh, today I kind of let it happen rather than trying to force it, and I had a really good day and, and, um, and made some noise. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, but it was really a lot of fun for me to, to play at this level again, and it's encouraging for me uh, going forward the rest of the year. All right, Adam, when we get to L.A. Country Club, he's going to turn 53 years old that week. When we get to Rochester next month, Spieth's looking for a career grand slam the way, Jordan, uh, the way Rory was this week. When we get to, to L.A. in June, it's Phil looking for a career grand, grand slam. He told us Saturday night he's about to go on a tear. I think he used the word tear oh, yeah. or run. Tear. But I think he might have used but it. He's both? Okay. I feel that this was so much more a horses for courses. Again, him and Tiger Woods, him, Tiger, Fred Couples, their master level Augusta national knowledge. With the exception of Jack Nicholas. It'd be hard to argue that there's anyone that knows Augusta National better than Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Fred Couples. 
Could he possibly get on your radar for the U.S.? So I can't believe I'm asking this question. Well, Phil continues to surprise us. When the 2021 PGA Championship, he was on no one's radar. He couldn't make a cut. He couldn't hit a fairway. But Phil mentioned something in those clips that was so important to him that week at Kiowa and obviously so important this week, and it was staying present. It was staying off social media. It was staying away from the noise. Now, obviously, a lot has transpired in his life in particular from 2021 at the PGA Championship to now, but it seemed like the crowd was really warming up to him. He was giving his thumbs up here, left, right, and center, like he was always doing during his social media all-star days, quote-unquote. But for Phil Mickelson, I mean, why not? You know, he's he continues to surprise. He was driving the ball way better. I, I made some comments last week on our show about his weight and how yeah, he's he, super thin. He's super thin, yeah. and I thought that might be a, a concern to drop that much weight. But he's done it before the up and down. Exactly, right? but he would play his best golf when he was a little bigger. We all do. Well, maybe, maybe. But for Phil, Phil Mickelson, he's tried some different things. The arm lock putter is something. Yeah. You know, we gained over four and a half shots to the field putting alone in the final round. So I'm curious with the, the arm lock, where it goes. The sunglasses in the rain, which we're going to get to later. Bizarre. What on earth are you doing with that? But Phil being Phil, golf is in a better place when Phil Mickelson is of more relevancy. He's done a lot of weird things. Yeah. He said a lot a of lot things. Of He's the last 12 way months. too much. But when Phil is contending, when Phil's in the mix, you got to love it. Okay, I know this is Augusta National, so we got to take this with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But to your point, on Thursday and Friday, 79% of his fairways. On the weekend, 86% mm-hmm. of his fairways. Shocking driving numbers for Phil Mickelson. Okay, before we go to break, Jordan Spieth is really the other person that pops out on this leaderboard. As Phil's shooting 65 on Sunday, Jordan is putting up a 66. And in Jordan's 66, he has three bogeys on that scorecard. He's headed to Rochester in a month looking for a career Grand Slam. Let's hear from Jordan Spieth. Honestly, not really. um, Until, I guess, 14, 15, but... I didn't look at the board until then and see. I thought figured guys were a couple under and it was kind of out of reach. Um, and then after that, yeah, I was uh, trying to trying to honestly just match Phil shot for shot coming in um, and uh, just towed it off 18. I felt really good over it, drove the ball. I was a little off on the weekend driving it and just played a nice fade on 18 and I made a good swing. I just stood too far away from it and towed it so it went over where I didn't have much of a shot and um it was weird I mean I felt like what I what I shoot six under with three bogeys and like two par threes I was a foot off you know I landed it on four in the fringe and it came back in the bunker and I made bogey and then I was a foot off of about a five footer on 16 it hit right under the lip so I didn't uh when you're that far back you have to have everything go right Speaking of master-level genius at Augusta, Jordan Spieth is now 51 under par since 2014 at Augusta, Augusta National. Adam, very quickly here before we go to break, if you were selecting PGA Championship team today, would Jordan Spieth be on your team? Absolutely he would be. Come on. I'm looking, I'm looking to see history, and given the way he's playing, he's, you know, he's mental mistakes away. He made a double bogey. He lost two balls in the 13th hole during the first round on Thursday, trying to go for it from the pine straw in the 13th hole, which no one was doing because of the length and hole. If he can avoid those mental mistakes, 
Look out for Jordan Spieth in five weeks. On the other side, we are going to tee up hour two because we have a ton to get to still. And 20 weeks of TaylorMade kicked off this week at the Masters. We gave away a set of irons, a Stealth 2 driver, and six dozen golf balls. Six dozen golf balls. We'll let you know who won and how you can play and enter next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a Masters Monday wrap-up edition. Before we get to 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, a shout-out to our friends at Caddy Time. I mentioned this last week on yes. TV, and since we're doing radio and TV again, and we're still waiting on more details, but they have a new partnership, our friends at Caddy Time, to become the official caddy of Clublink. So now Caddy Time Caddy is going to be populating the Clublink golf courses across Canada. They're kicking off this partnership with the celebration, a golf event, the Caddy Time Open, May 25th at Glen Abbey in Oakville. Stay tuned for more details. You can stay tuned to Golf Talk Canada, of course, here on radio, TV, social media, but also Caddy Time on social media for details as we roll out this exciting partnership, and that's pretty cool. I like to see caddies come back into the fold in the Canadian landscape because I think we should be walking more. And really the invention of the golf cart, especially in North America, really destroyed the benefits of walking and whatnot. And I think uh, anything that can get people walking is good for the game of golf and good for our health and just slows down the game. You know, it just makes it... um, a more spiritual yes. experience. So, yeah. and I I spent three summers caddying myself back in my day at Rosedale. Right? How good there. is that? Right? It's the best. Yeah. And and you know what? It's great too. People coming up in the game. It's great for networking. It's great for socializing. And obviously for golf, it's it's awesome from a golf side of things too. But caddying is a great thing. This is an awesome thing. Caddy time is now doing. All right, let's give it away, Skulls. Let's, do let's it. give it away because we had our first week of twenty weeks of TaylorMade. And excuse me here with my old eyes. I gotta I gotta read on oh, my, my glasses. Here. I, I should have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's getting to the point now where if you just stand across the room, I can read it from over there. In a walk-off, I mean a walk-off. This was a more dominant win than John Rahm's four-stroke victory at Augusta. Fonz twenty-seven. Now that's the screen name, so we're not going with the with the individual's personal name because obviously their team name is Fonz twenty-seven. They want to keep this close to the vest. It's like if you win the lottery. On uh, 20 weeks of Taylor Media, you win the lottery. You don't want your name public because all your relatives are going to call and say, hey, you know, can I can I get a loan? You know, hey, 20 grand cousin so-and-so's way. I just saw you win the big lottery. 20 weeks Taylor Media, same thing. It's the same thing. People are like, hey, can I try that new driver of yours? Yeah. Or can I try? Okay. Bonds 27. 29 under par. Wow. We had a log jam in second place at 16 under. Goodness. But think about it. This is a 13-shot win. Absolutely incredible. Fawns 27, our first winner for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Because it's a major week, we're giving away a set of irons. So Fawns 27 can choose any of the P7 irons that they would like, whether it's P790, 770, uh, the Blades, MB, MC, 
or they can go stealth irons, whatever they want. That's first place. So congratulations to Fonz27 for uh, winning week one of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We had to do a random draw because we had a log jam in second place. We had, what's this? Let me see here if I get this correct. We had five, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams tied for second. So James Morton, James Morton wins second place, which is a stealth two driver. So James, congratulations for second place. A stealth two driver. Well done. And Traveler 016. Mm. Wins third place, which is six dozen TP5 or TP5X golf balls. Well done. Congratulations to all three of them. And if you're wondering, how can I play? Very simple. It is free. It is fun. We are going to do this for 19 more weeks. Each week, we're giving away prizes for that week's PGA Tour event. There's season-long prizes and the grand prize. Anybody who participates once can win the grand prize via lucky draw. It is a trip for two to Casa de Campo and a full set of TaylorMade golf clubs, top to bottom, Rory McIlroy treatment for the day. And you go to golftalkcanada.com. That is golftalkcanada.com to register and play our fantasy golf pool each week. It's fun. It's free. Do it, Skulls. And our grand prize winner, Christian Anderson, was just in He's Casa there. de Campo. Yes. Is he still there? He's still there. And did you see he brought his... Uh, his whatever you call it, like the stick to get cable when you're away. Yes, the fire fire, fire stick. stick or something. So he could watch TSN's coverage of the Masters. Bravo. Christian Anderson is Bravo. That's like he, that. I said to him, I, I I hit him up on Twitter. I said, this is next level planning and execution. Bravo. I hope he had a great time. Uh, I spoke to him once via social media. I can't wait to hear about his trip. Uh, he played the Siobhan Nine mm. at Die Four and was just like. Wow. Absolutely blown away. I haven't got his um, thoughts on Teeth of the Dog yet. Uh, Christian, if you're listening or watching or you catch us later, hit us up on social media and let us know what you felt about Teeth of the Dog. Okay, on the other side, I mean, the disappointments across the board at Augusta. Monster names not making it to the weekend. The biggest name, Rory McIlroy. What do you do from here, Rory? You've tried not treating it like a big week. That didn't work. You tried treating it like every other week. That didn't work. Now you've brought in Bob Rotella, sports psychologist, and tried to create a new game plan. You said you were comfortable with the game plan, comfortable with the game. That certainly didn't work. Where will we go from here, and who joins Rory in the conversation of biggest disappointment for this year's Masters? We'll do it next. We'll also talk Tiger. We'll talk winners, weird, and what. And we'll talk maybe a little tee-up of the RBC Heritage as well because it's, a, it's another designated event. There's no exhale. We jump right back in with an incredible field at Hilton Head for another designated event on the PGA Tour. We'll do it up on the other side, whether you're listening on TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, or watching us on TSN 2. One more hour of GTC coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.
This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada. I can't believe it's just the Masters. I mean, we still, I'm, we, we're not even, well, okay. We're now, oh, yeah. we're 45 events into the PGA Tour season right now. People don't realize, we're 45 events in. Now, keep in mind, there's 45. a couple, yeah, there's a couple of opposite field events. But you got to go back to September for the start of the season. Now, you mentioned your math let's was see a little if I off. Can, yeah. That's 45. Yeah. 40. Well, let's, let's do this. I'm pretty sure it's 45. That doesn't sound right. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, that doesn't make that's sense. That's not. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> make sense. Like, Hold on. Like Hold on. 20? 15? I mean, not 15. Hold on. Where is it here? Yeah, that's 45 seems extreme. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's closer to 22. Yeah, hold on a second here. Well, Mark counts here. I mean, yeah, you, you, like, where, yeah. where's the wraparound? Well, we had eight or 11 in the wraparound. Uh, yeah, there were some in the wraparound there. I don't like the new website, eh? You can't find the schedule. Like, they really dropped the ball on the website. We'll get that number for you later. Let's move on to more important things. Uh, the, my point is this, is that... We got a lot of golf to play. We got U.S. Open. Sorry, PGA, U.S. Open, Canadian Open. Open Championship, FedEx Cup playoffs. And this week, too, which we'll get to on TV and during our Wednesday preview edition on GTC, it's an LPGA major this week. Brooke Henderson back in the mix, too. And I'm going to RBC designated event. Of course you are. So, I mean, I I just, and I feel like we have already had a full season. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like the Masters was almost like a crescendo of a season that's already happened. Uh uh. No. We're just getting started. started. And don't forget Rome, Roma for the Ryder Cup. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. yeah, there's no way I'm missing uh, Ryder Cup on uh, on Italian not. soil. Wow, just fedora, I mean... cigar, Brunello, <laughs> Z-Man live on location. All right, Rory McIlroy. We teed it up at the end. Uh, we teased it at the end of our last segment. Huge names missing the cut, but none bigger than Rory McIlroy. I asked you the question, Adam. Where do we go from here? He was six in strokes gained off the tee. In the opening round, okay, six in strokes gained off the tee in the opening round. And from good spots in the fairway, he was 80th in strokes gained approach the green. How do you drive it the way Rory drives it? And out of a field of 87 players, you're 80th in strokes gained around the green. That's in round one. In round two. And round one when it was playing easy. Yes, or- in round two. He's one position better in strokes gained off the tee in fifth, so he drives it even better, and he's 72nd. Sorry, he is 74th. I don't don't know where to go with this. This is an emotional and mental problem. This is not a physical problem. There is nothing else he can do with his golf game to prepare for this championship. It is the inches between the ears, and I'm afraid it is just too big an elephant in the room that this is just never going to happen for Rory. I'm curious of a couple of things. First, he was in the later draw or wave on Thursday afternoon for the first round. Did he go and see guys at seven under and think, oh my goodness, I have to go out and shoot seven under right away? So that could be one. 
Secondly, and we spoke about this off the air last night about how the greens were pretty soft during the first round when they knew the weather was coming. I wonder if it was playing firmer on the greens, if that would have actually helped McIlroy. It always helps the better players. It helps the better players, but in terms of McIlroy in particular with his wedges, which he has improved radically since this time last year, but he's a guy who drives it very well and then is prone to hitting the odd wedge from inside 120 yards to 40 feet. And because those, those pin locations can be so severe if you miss your Spot by five to ten feet, you could be spinning off a green. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the softness of the greens did not help McElroy. That's another. And thirdly, it was jarring when he did the walk and talk interview. Shocked during his. It was it was mind blowing to uh, think. That, absolutely shocked. I mean, like you know, good good for you. Like and, and Max Homa did the same thing. Justin Thomas did the same thing, and he missed the cut an hour later, which was also bizarre on Saturday. During We're going to get into JT next. We will, but. For for Rory, I mean, it's it was it was good TV. So selfishly, from a hosting producing standpoint, I was like, "Oh, this is great." But don't you just want to focus and play golf? And I know you're trying to promote and help the PGA Tour, but dude, you, you got to focus on the task at hand here, right? I, I was shocked. I, I feel about it exactly the same way. I know people like this walk and talk, etc. Yeah. This is the Masters. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm with you on this a thousand percent. And I've got to ask the question. And if Jeff McDonald's listening or watching this morning, this is the Jeff McDonald question as well. Because he, him, and I had this conversation oh, yeah, before right. the tournament started. We had this conversation. Paul Tesori is now with Cam Young. Yep. Right. Ted Scott, look at what Ted Scott has done for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Okay? Steve Williams out of retirement with Adam Scott. Okay? For this might be the last go, but re- regardless, it's happened over the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Harry Diamond is is such a good guy. And I hate to to single him out and pick on him. But when Rory has assembled, in his mind, the best team around him off the golf course, including Bob Rotella, the famed sports psychologist that has helped so many golfers and other athletes in the world, is it not time for Rory to add a member of his team inside the ropes, Adam? Like, at what point, Scully, do you go to your best friend? I need that veteran guy inside the ropes with me to slap me on the backside of the head and maybe not be my best friend, Mm -hmm. but whip me and settle me down or refocus me or, or somehow get me out of my way. Is it time for a caddy change for Rory McIlroy? I think it has to be. And you recall back at the 2017 open, his former caddy JP Fitzgerald, Mm -hmm. I believe his name was, Rory got off to a rough start, and he said, I'm not going to say the quote because he swore. He said, you're Rory. Do you know who you are? You're Rory McIlroy. He sort of you know, gave, yes. gave it to him a little bit. And then they split ways or parted ways very shortly after that. And you think of John Rom. So John Rom's caddy, Adam Hayes, was with Russell Henley for a little bit. Now he's with, been with John Rom for a number of years. And I don't think they're best friends. I think they have a good professional relationship. And... Yeah, the best friend thing can be weird. And it's like mixing business with pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. And for Rory McIlroy, something needs to change, though. Because, you know, he sure he had a great year in the majors last year, but he, he can't he 
Ken. Pulled didn't win. It didn't win. He was still. It was a great year. 2014. 2014. He's the only. We're the going almost player. on 10 years. And he's yeah the first player to be in the top 10 in all four majors and not win since Ricky Fowler back in 2014. So something definitely does have to change for Rory. Would I be surprised if he goes out and wins this week? No, I wouldn't at all. Also, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like it really doesn't matter anymore. With all due respect to Rory, because he did the FedEx Cup last yeah. year. And he championed the PGA Tour, and he's the face of the tour. Mm. And and we, the golf public, and the golf media, and the insiders, mm-hmm. we all love him. Yeah. And we all gave him the benefit of the doubt and said, wow, what a season. And the fight back through everything the tour has been through with Liv and the weight that you and Tiger have carried around, and mainly him because he's out there every week when Tiger isn't. Mm-hmm. To be the face and and win the flagship of the PGA Tour as a player's championship in the FedEx Cup. Those are the flagship events of the PGA. To be that, we okay, but we're, we're we can't go there. If you win the RBC Heritage, it doesn't. If if Rory wins four more events this year and none of them are a major, it does absolutely nothing to his legacy. He is one of the greatest players of all time in terms of talent and skill. His place in history is what it is right now. And the only thing that will change his place in history are more majors. Full stop. I made the same comparison on our show two or three weeks ago. Rory McIlroy and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, my God. Pretty much Bang on. same thing. The Maple Leafs start their playoff run against the Tampa Bay Lightning next Monday or Tuesday. The Leafs have played meaningless games for what? Three months now, two, three months now. If they go into the first round and lose in six, it doesn't matter if Andre Vasilevsky stands on his head. If they lose, it doesn't matter what they do. Austin Matthews could score 89 goals next year. Don't they care. Don't win a round. It doesn't matter. I don't care. And, and Leaf Nation don't yeah. care. But for Rory McIlroy, like you and said. Rory do, and Rory Nation, which is all of us, yeah. don't care. And like Rory said in that Netflix documentary, Full Swing, it's like he's trying to win his first major yes. again. And clearly something is going on. In his, especially at Augusta. Especially at Augusta National. But you could even say the Open Championship last year. <laughs> what, he, about he it, well. what about the Irish Open Championship? Yeah. Where he hits it. Oh, Shane Lowry goes out yeah. and wins in front of his country. And Rory hits it OB with an iron on Thursday yeah. morning off the first tee. And then shoots 65 and almost makes the cut at his, one of his favorite courses. Shoots 65 when he's expected he's to miss the weekend. Freewheeling. Yeah. We keep saying it. I mean... It's the difference between going out, you know, we, we have a, I know a lot of great golfers. I do. I've been playing this game forever and a day. I and know, you're a good, great golfer, too. Okay, yeah. but, I, I, but I, I am also smart enough to know that there's a huge difference between Mark Zacchino shooting 68 with you at fill-in-the-blank because we're having fun and da-da-da. And pegging it up when it counts and it matters and pencil goes to paper, it's a different sport, it's a different game. The world is full of scratch golfers at their home club. Okay, for Rory, the elephant has just become too big. And for him, when he goes out and shoots 65 when it doesn't matter, or he goes out and wins a PGA Tour event and where he wants to win, but it doesn't change his legacy, it's the equivalent of you and I going out and playing with Nick and Bob. Right? Yeah. It is. The only There's four times a year. Where it feels a lot for Rory. Mm -hmm. And again, when we have these conversations, if we take a step back, it makes you appreciate Tiger even more. Because Tiger had 
All of what we're at, all this discussion, all this pressure, legacy, history, chasing Jack. Jack never had what Tiger had. Mm -hmm. Jack wasn't chasing Tiger or he was chasing, you know, some names of the past. But Jack didn't wake up every morning as a kid with 18 on his wall. Right. It makes you appreciate how strong and how important Tiger Woods and, and how impressive Tiger Woods was because... He did it, no problem. And Rory's buckling. And and some yeah, something something needs to change with him. And who knows? Maybe something will change. Maybe he'll go back to a different putter. Maybe I mean the driver, like you said, was fine. He drove it well, really. He just struggled everywhere else on the golf course. So, but for Rory McIlroy, you know, we saw a similar run back in 2019. He misses the cut at the Memorial. Looked lost. Mm-hmm. Goes home. Goes to the RBC Canadian Open. Looks like a completely different player. So if he wins this week, honestly, Mark, he might be on my edge team this week. Honestly. Doesn't matter yeah, a lot. Exactly. That's the problem. No, you're right. You're Go, right. If he wins, if he ties Rom and Scheffler with most wins yeah. at the end of the year, and none of them's a major, it doesn't matter. Anymore. Totally. No, you're, you're not wrong. So, you're not wrong. All right, quickly, because we're, we're running out of time. We didn't even get to Justin Thomas. At, at the start of the second round, when they were going out to finish their second round after the delay, Justin Thomas had a 99% chance from Data Golf, who crunches these numbers live, to make it to the weekend, to make the cut at 9 a.m. Two hours later, 0% misses the cut. How do we break that? Outside of Rory McIlroy, and of course from a Canadian perspective, super disappointed with Corey Connors. Mm -hmm. Three Masters top tens in a row, coming off a victory, misses the cut. Shocked that Corey missed the cut. So outside of Rory and outside of Corey, JT, by far the most shocking and most disappointing couple days for me. You? Yeah, so a couple, I mean, couple of things. I mean, the weather was abysmal when he was playing. Like, it was it yes. was an absolute slog. He was hitting, he had driver 237 yards on the 18th hole and Under, hit it well. And striped it. And he hit it well. So, obviously, that was a huge part of the story. I, I did find it in hindsight, kind of kind of funny where he was doing that walk and talk interview and he there said, Well, I've, I've got a long I got a long day ahead of me here. I'm trying to get my protein shake and get ready. But for Justin Thomas, yeah, it just seemed like he was unraveling and it was on the greens. He wasn't making any putts, and that's been the story of Justin Thomas's season. He's been mediocre at the absolute best so far. in the FedEx Cup standings, he's nowhere near where he usually is. This was this was bizarre. Well, he's the defending PGA champion. Right. It's time to get uh, ready to for your title defense, and it's a short period of time. It's just a few weeks away. We'll be in Rochester at Oak Hill for the PGA Championship. We'll see if he can get it turned around. On the other side, we'll talk Tiger and the new 13th hole Augusta. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Looking forward to getting up to Cobble Beach. Um, opening day is somewhere in early May. I'm going to reach back out and we'll find out. Yeah, I'm, we're going to get up and we're going to do on-location radio, on-location TV. Perfect. 
Uh, the three of us. Right. Maybe we'll bug Nick and get some of the TaylorMade guys up there, something like that. Maybe some of the Pick the Mahoney guys. Is that what you're doing? Right I'm now? asking for a format because we split the California series. Oh, that I right? forgot about when you guys beat us after I made an albatross. And... What were you that on the par fives? Again? I was. You know what? We haven't said this on the air, and I'm going to tell people. Okay, this is the best. This might be the best golf story of the year. I made an albatross this year. Unbelievable. And for the round, I was over par on the par fives. <laughs> How does that happen? The best, the best though, there was another par four. It was kind of a blind tee shot, and I hit driver, obviously. Yeah. And it, was, we didn't, and it was 20 feet away from the hole. The best was we're going down 17, and Bob looks at me. He's like, what on earth are you shooting today? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had like... An I think al- I broke eight. No, I shot like 77. You were like 77, like somewhere like you... I, somewhere, I'm convinced that you were somewhere between 75 and 80. Yeah, I, bro- I broke 80 I, for yeah, sure. You're somewhere in that window with an albatross and multiple birds. Oh, yeah. I, and putts for eagle. Oh, yeah. And hilarious. then shots off the... Hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. A couple water balls. Been there. So, and Bob and I lost the first match. You did. Which is rare. You did. And, and we got you guys on the second. Anyway, come for that. Cobble Beach, right. Okay, so we're going to do the rematch up at Cobble Beach. Love we'll it. do the on location. We will do the uh, TV shoot. Yes. Uh, we'll figure it out probably sometime in in, in June uh, once the – we had a fire. I mean – At some point at some, the, point. at some point in the near future, we will do a show. All Cobble right, show. Tiger Woods. Oh, boy. Um, so you and I don't think he's going to play? I don't believe he'll be at the PGA. You well, don't believe he'll be at the PGA. Honestly, right? like it was James Duthie made this point in one of the panels, and I made this point too earlier last week on our show. He's just gotten really bad breaks in this comeback in terms yes. of what the weather has yes. been. Like, Which you can still, by the way, get in Rochester uh-huh. in May. Well, in May, it's a total crapshoot. Some right? of the coldest weather we have here in Toronto is May long weekend. Yeah. Well, it's the, the GTA, weekend after the May long weekend that's fantastic. In the GTA, Wednesday. Breaking news, 25 degrees yeah. Celsius, Thursday, 26. If they were playing the Masters in that, honestly, yeah. I still think Tiger would be in the top 25 last week, if that was. But well, we but, had the conversation on the air. You had him somewhere between 30 and 40 yeah. on your list if you were getting aggressive. Yeah. If you weren't getting aggressive, you had him uh, between 40 and 50. I'm then I asked you, what if the heat? What if it was hot for four days and sunny and dry? Yeah. You moved them up to top 20. And then, a cart. and then I said, okay, now I'll give him a golf cart. Yeah. You got him in top five if he's allowed no, to take a golf cart. He has the shots. Yeah. He has the shots. And he's stronger here than anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, here being up in, in the head. I keep forgetting we're also radio today. I'm pointing my head. I'm using ah, air quotes. Fine. In between the ears, he's the strongest. So I just point blank. Is he going to apply? I have plantar fasciitis, by the way. And I figured it oh, out. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I figured it out. I, I don't, I really haven't talked about this much, but I figured out how to cure it myself about three years ago. Brunello? <laughs> <laughs> transfusions at 9 a.m. Transfusions at 9 a.m. By the way, our friends at Sandbagger have launched a new brand, a transfusion. Wow. I'm getting some sent to the house. I'm going to bring you some. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Uh, Sandbagger transfusion only available at golf courses though this year. You can't get them in LCBO. You can only get them green grass this year. The transfusion. It's a green grass only product. Right. So, okay. Yeah, I learned for some reason I my plantar fasciitis went away when I wore yeah. dress shoes or boots, anything that had a heel in it. Oh. So when I had my weight on my toes and was had a little forward lean, almost like a hockey skate as yeah. a forward, uh, not as a goalie. No. But as a forward, almost a little kind of Gretzky-esque forward lean going, my plantar fasciitis completely went away. So you wonder because Tiger's wearing that 
foot joy shoe. With the heel. With the heel. So his foot is kind of, but because his right foot, ankle, leg is different length. barely mangled. Still, yes, probably, probably a different length, right? And probably a different length. Yes. Probably a different shoe size, yes. too. I could see how that would, but isn't the isn't it on his other foot? I don't know. I mean, it's so bizarre where all yeah. this goes. So I, I ended up taking all of my Adidas golf shoes, which I love. You know I'm huge two or 360. Yeah. Like I, as many two or 360 shoes you can get yes. in the grade. And you can put them on and go. Like, you don't have to break them in. You can wear them in any weather. Like, I brought the, right out of the box last year for Ireland, I grabbed the black two or 360 yeah. and a white two or 360, brand new, took them. Never an issue. Yeah. Perfect. But what I do is I buy the heel pads. And I put them under the sole so right. they get the heels up, like like slightly up, like a dress shoe. Uh-huh. Planter's fasciitis gone. I don't know if ta- I feel like I should get in Tiger's camp, get in his ear. Have you tried the heel pads? Yeah, but I mean, for Tiger Woods, like I just don't see. As Bob said, like last week was really the beginning. I think of of the end, really, because you know, even la- when he made that comeback last year at the Masters, it was so inspiring. But he was still asked before the tournament, point blank, "Can you win?" And he said yes. And then last week he was asked about. Do you think about this could be your last run here? He said yes, and that was sort of like, oh, this is the really the first time that we've seen this. For as he a, ain't gonna play ceremonial golf. No, he's he's not. Like as like it's still. And I was even texting with Jeff McDonald throughout the tournament, obviously because he's the biggest Tiger fan in the world. It's still so much fun to watch him because he has all the shots. But I really think for him, like he's too stubborn to do this. Tiger is. I really think he should just stop playing for his body. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Although we don't get to see it in golf weather. Yeah. If we could right. just play golf in golf weather, he might be fine. Yeah. So I just think he needs to be more selective. I hate to say this, but when Tiger got the Augusta forecast before the tournament started, when that far, he should have WD'd. Yeah. Don't even put your bite. Don't take potential years of golf off your body by putting yourself through this. I was thrilled that he withdrew yeah. on the final we had round. We conversation on yes, Masters Prime. Yes, on Masters yeah. Prime. I was thrilled that he walked away because yeah. it might save the rest of his golf season. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Tiger right now, I'm skipping Rochester. I'm playing L.A. in June. Should be hot and sunny. And then I'm taking a wait-and-see approach on the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the same thing next year at Augusta. Tiger Woods has the opportunity to break the all-time cut streak record that he now he'll shares be, with Fred Couples and uh, Gary Player at 23. And if next year at Augusta, the forecast is good, I, I, I have all intentions of playing. I get ready to play Augusta. And when I get to Augusta... If it's a proper springtime in Augusta, I go play golf. Yeah. And if it's five degrees Celsius and a sideways rain, I say, boys, I'll be in the champions locker room. You guys have a good one. Yeah, see you later. You've earned that right, Tiger. Absolutely. You have earned yeah. that right. I think he's just got to be smarter. But I did highlight this on Masters Primetime with you. You need to admire this man's integrity. Oh. The integrity he has to history. He he after he made the cut, he could have WD'd right there, but he respects the Masters and the game too much to, to pull out right there on the spot. He went right back out in the rain. And and to see some of the players that he beat, oh, you know, like Woods, Rory McIlroy, like, Corey Connors, yeah, you know, Bryson. <laughs> Bryson. We didn't even get to the 13th hole. Maybe we can touch on it later, but I think we all need a larger sample size on the 13th Absolutely. hole anyway to yeah. really get into it. Yep. On the other side, though, we've got some beauties for you. Winner's weird and what? Three dub. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Masters Wrap-Up Edition. Wow, what a week. Incredible. Uh, Scully, you have some breaking news. I'm trying to track it here as well before we get to winners weird and what. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's you. going on out there? Well, we just mentioned Rory McIlroy. spoke about him at length. About I even said he'd be on my TSN Edge team this week at the RBC Heritage. <clears throat> McIlroy has now withdrawn from the RBC Heritage. Not in the field this week. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise. Now, secondly, and this news sucks. Will Zalatoris had the WD. He felt a little tight before the first round of the Masters WD. He is out for the rest of the season with back surgery. So wishing oh. the best for Will Zalatoris, one of the great ball strikers in the game of golf. One of the, He's had a great major performance with six top tens already in his young career. Out for the season. I hate to say this because, you know, modern science and what they can do now has come such a long way. Uh, in, in all aspects of, of the human body. However, there is no guarantees that even though Tiger is a, a modern medical mystery, uh, uh, he really is. The fact that he's been able to go through the surgeries for back and knee and still do this, yep. it's shocking. Mm-hmm. That could be, this could be career-ending for Will Zalatoy. Oh, you're... It's it's it, right. This is sad because yeah. he had the one of the brightest futures totally of any player 100%. in their twenties on the PGA tour. This was a guy that was going to be a mainstay for for decades to come in big events, majors, you name it. Mm-hmm. This could be the end of Will Zalatoris's career. It's so sad. I so sad. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Who's got the T skull? I do. All right, let's do it. Three dub Masters edition. Winners weird and what? Scully, T is yours. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. Okay, Mark just pulling up my three dub here. My winner this week, got to give it to the Masters app, the Masters website, because it is so easy to follow every player, any shot. This is the only tournament where you can do that. And yes, I know it's a much more limited field. <laughs> Obviously, there are only 86 players playing this time around after the WDs, of course. But to have the ability, Mark, to say, oh, I heard about Phil Mickelson making birdie on the second hole in the first round, hitting a driver off the pine straw and then hitting a super flop shot to two feet. Oh, I can just go on the app and click that. You can't do that every week on the PGA Tour. It is awesome. So from a fan perspective, from a fan perspective, I think it's the best. Yeah. I really do. But I need to give a shout-out to Data Golf. Oh, good point here. I do need to give a shout-out to Data Golf. They are doing an incredible job because I'm spoiled. Because for 45 weeks a year, with the exception of, you know, major championships, the PGA Tour runs every golf event on the PGA Tour. 
And as an employee of the PGA Tour, I get backdoor access to ShotLink and all those things. Yeah. So I get an incredible amount of data information, but I don't get it for the majors. None of us do. Yeah. And Augusta holds that stuff close to their vest. So data golf for crunching strokes game, percentages or that, thank you so much. They were awesome. The one thing Augusta won't give their audience is that kind of stuff. But you're right, Adam, from a fan perspective on visual, like just to see the shots, to yeah. trace the shots, it's the awesome app. And I don't know if you saw Colin Morikawa. 361 days until I download Golf's Best app again as he deletes the Masters yeah. app from his home. No, game. you're right. And and playing the, uh, the Augusta theme song, which I played so much. <laughs> it was great. Anyway. Uh, my weird this week. Before I get to my weird, I had a blast with you doing yes, up, yeah, every too. day. It was fun to bring, vice versa. Fun to bring GTC to Masters Prime Time, and I hope we do the same thing next year uh, as as well. Okay, my weird for the week. So they're playing in a I wouldn't would you call it a monsoon on Friday? Like it, or Saturday, it was raining pretty hard, yeah, and the sun was nowhere near out. So players they got they got their this great Adidas hoodie on. It was like a rain jacket. Phil Mickelson's like, eh, it's pretty bright outside, I think. I'm pulling out the sunnies. Like, Phil, I mean, I don't, is there something, is there an eye issue? Is it something, sensitivity? Is he just trying to look like a Bond villain? Do you think someone cut him a check and said, you have to wear these for all four days at Augusta for this check to clear? I mean, I didn't see a From high a Flyers logo on his sunglasses. I saw it on his hat yeah, and, yeah. and his shirt. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, in this, you know, Phil wore the Aviators at when he won the PGA Championship throughout his social media, quote-unquote, all-star days. But <laughs> this just seemed like, what are you doing? It was awkward. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you water would gather on the lens. It's completely not functional or, or, or practical in any capacity. So I immediately go to someone's paying him to wear them for four days. And if you don't wear them for four days, you don't get the money. That's the only thing I can think of. Absolutely. It was certainly, certainly bizarre. Okay. My what this week, let's go to the 15th hole. First round. Brooks Kepka hits his second shot into that green. And then you see his cat, and then you see his caddy, Ricky Elliott, and it looks like he's talking to Brendan Little, mm-hmm. Gary Woodland's caddy. Mm-hmm. Brendan Little also was on the bag for Mike Weir when he won the Masters twenty years ago, and it looks like he mouths or says five, as in he my my guy hit five iron. Brooks Kepka taken off his glove, and his hand is fully stretched out, meaning five. Mm-hmm. And yes, apparently they. They met with tournament officials afterwards, but I'm sorry. It's a penalty. That's a penalty. Like, And in the spirit of yeah. Bobby Jones and amateur golf and when the story of Sam Bennett this week and what Bobby Jones uh, meant to the game and the real you know, birth of the game in America to a certain degree, he was famous for calling penalties on himself in, yeah. in a way and having that integrity. I, I have a problem with this, Adam. Well, okay, so there's that. So obviously it should have been penalized, but... Again, and I get that Woodland and, and Kepka are buddies and haven't seen each other. In a I while don't care. Maybe, but you're competing to win the same thing. Why are you helping someone else out? And it's it's integrity of protecting the field. Let's say this is a Sunday. Yeah. And let's say Woodland's, let's say Kepka's out of it on a Sunday. Let me create this scenario for everyone listening saying, oh, it's a stupid rule. And apparently this happens all the time and constantly. Yes, I get it. Holding happens all the time, too, in the NFL on every single play. You know when the officials call it? When it's blatant. Mm -hmm. Holding gets called when it's blatant. 
And it happens on every single play in the NFL, but it's called was a well, this was blatant. And the reason the rule exists is if Gary Woodland is coming down the stretch on Sunday and Kepka's out of it, and Woodland's tied for the lead, and that exchange occurs, and that inf- and Kepka is ten behind. Mm-hmm. They don't want they, they don't want the alt the altering of the outcome. Any information provided that would change the integrity of the tournament or the outcome of the event. Now, in theory, every shot over 72 holes is just as important as the other shot. Totally. So, in theory, right there on Thursday, that that penalty on Thursday is as important on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I related to holding, if you get my drift on that. 100%. It's a penalty, correct? 100%. It's a penalty. And I did find it interesting in Kepka's presser last night. He knew what John Rahm was hitting into holes a lot and referenced it a lot. So, I mean, obviously you you can look into another player's bag when they're going when they're TV signals, they get they they totally. kind of catch yeah, TV and, signals and all is, the time. Which is fine, but this just seemed weird, Mark, and I I know I, I don't go on many rants on this show. I mean, I like a good skull. A, a ranting's more of a you thing, <laughs> but uh, I had to get that off my chest. Anyway, that's it for me, Mark. The tea is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Scully, my winner this week is the old guys. And I wish Bob was here with us for this one, because Bob's also, like me, we got to cheer for the old guys. Mm -hmm. But how do you not applaud Phil Mickelson at age 52 doing what he did? Tiger Woods at his age fighting fighting for the cut to do what he did in that horrible weather. And Fred Couples. Fred Couples at age... 63 breaks the tie for second place now with 31 total cuts made. The only player in the history of the Masters that have made more cuts than Fred Couples, Jack Nicholas at 37. Couples stands alone in second. Gary Player at 30th. The old guys came through big time again at Augusta. And Adam, only the Masters can produce this. Totally. And, you know, to see Freddie, you know, walking around, that's, or I should say, should say walking, he was strolling around. He's got that swagger to him, you know, good, good for him. And again, you know, Freddie Couples beat Rory McIlroy last week, beat Justin Thomas, his buddy who they play practice rounds with. This was, this is inspiring to see. All right. You alluded to this with your Rory McIlroy uh, thoughts, mm. but I felt like this all weekend. I'm surprised none of the other media outlets and none of the coverage from CBS or ESPN no one really jumped on this, or or the Golf Channel for that matter. Tournament committee at Augusta usually gets it bang on. Mm. Why were the greens mush on Thursday? We knew all week what the forecast was going to be. We knew the uh, rain that was coming, two to three inches of rain. Friday, Saturday, we knew we were going to get pounded. And at the beginning of the week, we thought it was going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday get pounded with rain. And on Thursday morning, when they put the ball on the ground, those greens were mush already. Why didn't Augusta take advantage of the sun and the heat in the week leading into this event to make those greens concrete on Thursday so that by the time we got to Sunday, we still had a chance? I thought 365s in mush on Thursday, big mistake with the setup with the greens, Adam. Well, and they did this correctly two years ago when Hideki Matsuyama won. The greens were firm and fast on that Thursday. If you recall, Friday, Saturday, there were a number of delays that happened. Of course, they still finished on Sunday. I believe Matsuyama won a 10 under par. You just, it was, I've used the term jarring already. It, it was jarring to see, you know, shots sort of land and stick or rip back when you rarely would see that. I agree. And, and knowing what they knew. The storm was not a surprise, right? Totally. 
All right, my what this week, and I alluded to this off the top of the show when I asked you if we're standing here in November, where are you going to rank the Masters? Probably somewhere in three or four likely again. I will ask you, with the exception of Tiger Woods, giving us this generation's Jack Nicklaus 1986 moment, what's happened to the back nine at Augusta on Sunday? Where were the roars? Where was the drama? Mm -hmm. Where's the charging 31 coming home? Where's the Eagles? Where's the volatility? Once again, we get a winner out of the last pair in a parade. We've had some very boring Sundays. And what we've just done to 11-13, although 13 statistically played almost identical to last year in terms of numbers, even with the extra yardage, I just wonder where the roars have gone. Well, and... Specifically to the 13th hole, Phil Mickelson was asked in his presser after. He, he was actually in the press room, which he, he said no to before the tournament. He was asked multiple times with the 13th hole, and he said it played the way they intended to play it. And that was sort of – and and he, he made some subtle remarks about its risk-reward not really there. But to your point, you're right. And, you know, there were some great tools. You think 10 years ago, Adam Scott. You think, you know, 2016 when Jordan Spieth collapsed, the – Possibly, other than Tiger in 2019, Sergio and Justin Rose in 2017. Phil in 04, Phil in 06. Yeah, but since, it's just sort of been like, eh, Dustin Johnson's wins in 2019, or 2020 in November. Not really interesting down the stretch. Hideki Matsuyama and Xander Shoffley for about 20 minutes, I got interesting, when Shoffley then it rinsed it on 16. Eh, you know, yeah. It's, One can uh, only hope that next year yeah. we get a firm, dry, hot, Fast Masters, yeah. and I think maybe, just maybe, that'll bring the Roars back on I Sunday. Agree. We'll see. On the other side, we're going to put a bow on this and let you know how you can play 20 Weeks of TaylorMade and tee up Golf Talk Canada for the reigner of the week. This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 Fit, while the Spike More Traction System will help golfers stay locked in. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino and Scully wrapping up another edition. This week on Golf Talk Canada, of course, we have a one-hour edition of Golf Talk Canada TV where we will finally put a bow on the Masters, but we'll also take a little look forward as Brooke Henderson playing an LPGA major this week. We have the RBC Heritage, which is a designated field event, which we just found out that Rory McIlroy has withdrawn from, as well as Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris has pulled the plug on the year, going in for back surgery. That is a scary bit of information from Will Zalatoris, so unfortunate there. Uh, we'll also ask Bob, in terms of momentum, you know, what do we make from the three Canadians missing the cut? How much momentum was lost on all this Canadian momentum heading in to Augusta. That's Wednesday. And of course, Adam's back hosting Golf Talk Canada Radio along with Weeksy on Wednesday, TSN 1050, 10 to noon. Now, Golf Talk Canada Wednesdays as well as every Monday. Yours truly, 
will join the show from Florida as I am heading to our ESPN Plus PGA Tour Live studios to cover the RBC Heritage, be with the featured group coverage this week, which you can also now watch exclusively on TSN Plus, as TSN is your home for all PGA Tour golf and all major championship golf, including PGA Tour Live on TSN Plus. Okay, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We handed out some huge prizes this week. We got 19 weeks to go. Over 40000 in prizing, including a trip for two to Casa de Campo and a full set of TaylorMade clubs. That's our grand prize. If you missed week one, you should still get in because each week we're giving away weekly prizes. We have season-long prizes. And the grand prize is just a random draw. So as long as you register, you're in. You go to golftalkcanada.com. That is golftalkcanada.com. To register your team, it is a fantasy league. You pick each week. It's free. It's fun. What an awesome week one. Week two coming up for the RBC Heritage as we have 19 weeks to go for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Just some closing thoughts, Skulls on Augusta. I know you use the word surprise. Out of all the stories we have coming out of Augusta, what do you find the most intriguing? Taking Tiger off the table. Is it now? Where does Rory go from here? Or are you super focused on Jordan Spieth now heading to Rochester in a month's time? I think so. You said surprise off the top. I think intrigue is now the word that I'll close with. I'm intrigued about where we are going to be going forward. Are we going to see Rory Macro do anything for between now and the PGA Championship? Is Justin Thomas's kind of form will Jordan Spieth be for in for the PGA championship? What happens between then and now? What about Phil Mickelson? You know, Phil Mickelson surprised all of us. And then there's some other names of guys that I'm disappointed with from the week. Xander Shoffley, Jason Day didn't break 80 on Sunday. So a lots of lots to take from the week that was, but more intrigue now going forward to where are these top players and how their form is. I'm really interested to see Jordan Spieth, obviously, in Rochester, what Rory does for from here. Those are the two kind of big stories in my mind I'm watching. The other story I'm watching is, does Liv's performance, Liv Golf's performance at the Masters, move the needle for them on the business side of things and the care side? They're going to play three times between now and the PGA Championship, Australia, etc. These are big events for them. Will anyone care? That's a big question, because right now nobody cares, right? According to the numbers, Mm -hmm. nobody cares. Did this move the needle for them? Because their performance was exceptional this week. And does now the fact that they're going to Australia and Thailand and being in these bizarre time zones, does that kill any momentum that they may have gotten out of this? My gut tells me, Scully, although this was a really nice win for them in air quotations, I don't think it moves a needle at all. I think we're right back where we were. But time will tell. It will. Awesome week. You too. That's fun. So much fun. Uh, Masters prime time. I had a great time with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great time covering the Masters as always. Looking forward to television this week and getting on with uh, what's going to do it all over again. uh, Thank you so much for watching this week. Thank you so much for listening. We had a great time. We hope you all had a wonderful Easter. Enjoyed the Masters. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. 
Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.